0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Titus. Today is episode 691, and we're looking at Titus chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Let's read the passage. But you are to proclaim things consistent with sound teaching. Older men are to be self-controlled, worthy of respect, sensible, and sound in faith, Love and endurance. In the same way, older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not slaves to excessive drinking. They are to teach what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands and love their children, to be self controlled, pure, workers at home, kind and in submission to their husbands, so that God's word will not be slandered. In the same way, encourage the young men to be self controlled in everything. Make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity in your teaching. Your message is to be sound beyond reproach so that any opponent will be ashamed because he doesn't have anything bad to say about us. Slaves are to submit to their masters in everything and to be well-pleasing, not talking back or stealing, but demonstrating utter faithfulness so that they may adorn the teaching of God, our Savior, in everything. This is Paul's letter to Titus. Paul is in Corinth, and he's left Titus in Crete, as Paul put it, to set right what was left undone and appoint elders in every town and have those elders teach the truth. Apparently, Paul had been in Crete with Titus, and they had traveled around spreading the word. There were new churches and these new churches needed a firm foundation. And part of that firm foundation was going to require godly leaders. And so Titus was to appoint elders in every town so that there could be some godly leadership. It seems there's some false teachers running amok in all of this. One is the Cretian society itself is pretty corrupt. And there's some specifically false teachers who... Claim to be Christian have come from within the church and are trying to lead people in the church astray. Sounds very similar to the false teachers that Timothy was dealing with in Ephesus, Jewish in nature, but also leading people astray with these myths and genealogies and strange commands about abstaining from certain food. Now he's given the contrast. That's what the problem is of these false teachers. But now, in chapter 2, he's starting to talk about what Titus is supposed to do in relation to that. So, chapter 2, verse 1, he says, But you are to proclaim things consistent with sound teaching. So, but you, meaning in contrast to these false teachers, and in contrast to the Cretan society. Because he's dealing with a corrupt society, but he's also dealing with these false teachers. So, you, Titus instead of being like them, are to proclaim things consistent with sound teaching. Now, that's worded a little interesting. He doesn't say, teach with sound teaching. He says, proclaim things consistent with sound teaching. Now, it may seem kind of a nuance, but what he then talks about isn't just proper theology. He does talk about theology pretty much starting next time, but... Right now, he's talking more about how to live, what we would say is ethics. Here's two ways to look at what he's instructing Titus to do. One is teach them proper theology. That would be the sound teaching. This is what the Lord has said. But then, the idea of Christian ethics. How do you live that? How do you take the theology, what God has said, and put it into practice in Christ? life. So that's why he says consistent with sound theology. It's not just the facts of what God has said, but it's also how to live that in real life. So verse 2, older men are to be self-controlled, worthy of respect, sensible, and sound in faith, love, and endurance. Now older men, that could also be translated as elders. We've talked about this in the past, the, the, the word elder just means older man. And there's two ways to think about it. One is just an older man. The other is the actual biblical office of elder. So earlier when he's saying, I left you in Crete to appoint elders in every town. He's not saying appoint people to be old men. They're already old men. But some of them appoint them to be leaders in the church. That would be the biblical office of elder. But here, the context pretty much like what we saw in 1st Timothy, is really talking about older men here, because he's also talking about older women and younger women and younger men, so he's talking about different categories of people and how they should live out the theology that is the ethics of living. So these older men are to be self-controlled, worthy, respect, sensible, and sound in faith, love, and endurance. He doesn't tell Timothy how to bring that about. He's not talking about how to instruct them, how to rebuke them, but he is saying what needs to be done, and later he talks about Timothy teaching. So the implication here is teach these men, encourage these men to live this way, and even rebuke them if they don't. So all these things, there's a lot of overlap. Self-controlled, worthy respect, sensible, sound in faith, love, and endurance basically saying to live as a Christian, to live in a respectable way from a Christian perspective. That is going to be somewhat out of step with standard society on Crete, but in light of the teaching of Christian behavior. Then verse 3, in the same way, older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to excessive drinking. So, similar things. Now, some specifics are different and probably based on what's going on, what the specific problems are. It's probably been a problem with some of the older women acting out in ways that are not reverent in behavior, that are slandering, are slaves to excessive drinking. So, in contrast, this is how they're supposed to live. Basically, as respectable older women. Now, interestingly, older women is just the feminine form of the word. It gets translated as elder. So, it gets translated as older men. Here the feminine, older women. But the bottom line, to live respectably. To live in ways that follow the Christian teaching. Put that ethic into practice in real life. Now, interestingly, he says, they are to teach what is good so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands and love their children, to be self-controlled, pure workers at home, kind and in submission to their husbands so that God's word will not be slandered. So he's specifically calling on the older women to be teachers for the younger women. And just as the older women are to be respectable, they're to teach the younger women to be respectable. And what he specifically mentions here, apparently things that are problematic, is that There's been some problems with women and their husbands and how they're working things out, and the solution to this is going to be self-control, pure workers at home, kind and submission to their husbands, and the reason for that is so that God's word will not be slandered. He's very concerned about how they appear to the world, That's it's not just for appearances sake, but for authenticity, that they live in alignment with what they claim to believe. That is, that they actually live out the Word of God in following the Word of God. And verse 6, in the same way, encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. That's all he has to say about the young men. He doesn't give a list of what they're supposed to do, but I think the next passage here pretty much explains that. He says, make yourself an example. Pause right there. So now he's speaking directly to Titus. He says he wants the old men to be respectable. He wants the older women to be respectable. He wants the older women to teach the younger women to be respectable. And very briefly says, have the young men be respectable. Then he says to Titus, you... an example. Who is he being an example to? He's being an example to everyone, but I think specifically he's living out his life as an example to the younger men. So make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity in your teaching. So two aspects here of what he's calling Titus to do. One is good works, that is what he actually does, and then with the integrity and dignity in your teaching, what he's teaching them to do. So there's what he says and what he does, and they've got to be integrated. So We talk about the, the proper theology and the proper ethics and that they go hand in hand. Similarly with Titus's life. There's the theology that he teaches, but then there's also the ethics at which he lives. Verse say, your message is to be sound beyond reproach so that any opponent will be ashamed because he doesn't have anything bad to say about us. Well, how's that going to happen? Well, he's going to stick to the Word of God. His message is going to be sound beyond reproach. Now, there is this mix, this, what he's supposed to proclaim back in verse 1, proclaim things consistent with sound teaching. So, he's supposed to proclaim the pure theology, the facts, God says this, but also, the ethical teaching, and this is how you live to align with what God says, and so is the and follow-up to that. Make sure you do that well, that your ethics you're proclaiming and the theology you're proclaiming are spot on, so nobody can criticize you. And verse nine: Slaves are to submit to their masters in everything, and to be well pleasing, not talking back or stealing, but demonstrating other faithfulness that they may adorn the teaching of God, our Savior, in everything. Notice he doesn't mention slave owners in this, but he's speaking to Christians. And the Christian slave owners would fall under the realm of everyone else he's already mentioned about being respectable and loving and fair. and That would spill over into their dealing with the slaves. So he's speaking to slaves here regardless of whether they're slave masters or believers or not. They are to be respectable. There to do their work, do it well. And it says utter faithfulness, that's complete trustworthiness. Your masters should be able to trust you. And the outflow of this is that God is honored. Okay, what's our takeaway with all this? These are commands to Titus of how to teach the people and lead the people. What he wants from the people is that they live lives that are respectable. Again, not just for appearance's sake, but that their ethics, that is how they live, matches proper theology, and through it all, Christ is honored. Because when our lifestyle, our living, doesn't match our theology, then that does bring discredit upon the church and discredit upon the name of Christ. So our ethics, how we live, and our theology... What we believe have both got to be rooted firmly in the gospel. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Titus.